Welcome to the Story Clicks podcast, where we explore ways to grow your business, develop creativity, and live better. I'm your host, Maris Springdulis. Do you struggle to differentiate from your competition or find clients who share your values? How would your business benefit from more right-fit customers? Today's guest has found a beautiful way to stand out is to be yourself. Showcasing the values you and your company embody will help you always attract the right-fit customers. In our conversation today with Katie Lantuk, we will talk about how your marketing content is a great place to showcase those values. Katie Lantuk is the founder of Murphy Marketing, a boutique copywriting services firm. Katie lives in North Atlanta, Georgia, with her husband, two young kids, and a new puppy. Enjoy the interview. Katie, welcome to the Story Clicks podcast. Awesome to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm so excited about our conversation. All right, let's talk about showcasing your values. That's something you're passionate about. Tell me more. Yes, yeah, so I have found that oftentimes clients come to us and they are usually either in a hard to articulate space or business or industry. Um, and oftentimes they're also in a very crowded and competitive space and in industry. And they're trying to find what will help differentiate them from the competition. And I experienced the same thing as a marketer. There's thousands of us and, you know, the obvious things you can compete on price or service or timelines. Um, but what I really discovered was in, in working with people in this very relational, very service-based business, um, a lot of times people are making decisions based on like feeling and vibes <laughs> and obviously price is a factor, but I think a lot of times people want to feel cared for and, um, I realized too that the clients that I want to work with are the ones that share those values. So as I went through the process of articulating what my, like first uncovering what my core values are and then figuring out how to articulate them, um, that really helped me in my entire business. Everything from the marketing that I put on my website the sales conversations that I was having and how I was having them. Um, and then onboarding the customer experience throughout. Um, it just felt so much better. And it felt like I didn't have to um, only talk about price. I could be more personable. Um, and I think the interesting thing is that if you think about core values, um, as our friend Darren Ho at The Restored Leader defines them as the undeniable truths that help you make sense of yourself and of the world, um, you're gonna have personal core values, but then your company's gonna have core values that are different. They're often connected, um, but when you can articulate them separately, um, it's just a really interesting energy that takes place between the founder and the brand and it really just helps smooth out all the marketing and um, customer experience that you're able to create for people. 
what do you think is the difference between general values and your personal core values? I think the question for me to distinguish a value versus a core value is what are you willing to compromise? So for example, I value reading. I love to read books. I would stay up all night with my Kindle if I could. Um, but I would compromise that. Like there are some days that I need to not spend hours reading my Kindle. Um, but if I compromise, um, for example, my one of my personal core values is connection. And if I compromise that, I feel it in my stomach, like my stomach hurts when that happens. <laughs> and so it's so clear to me that that is something that I cannot compromise and that I need to make sure that we have space to connect, time to connect, like whatever that looks like in that specific situation or relationship. Um, I, I just, I'm not willing to compromise that, but I am willing to compromise like reading time, for example. Right, right. So how do you see, what are the benefits that um, a service provider, small business owner could experience if there's more intention in communicating the core values? I think for one, it helps them be unique in their industry or in their market. Um, it helps people understand why they're different in ways that you that are more intangible in a way, but you're able to communicate the intangible in a clear way with your core values. So it helps you differentiate. Um, I think the other benefit is really attracting the best right fit customers. Um, because if someone is going to work with me, I think they should know what they're getting into so that they're not surprised throughout our experience together. Um, so I think if people know what they're getting into and they willingly sign up for it, then they feel you know, cared for throughout. Like they knew what they were getting into. It's the sandwich they ordered. Like it's going to be a collaborative process, for example. Um, and I think that that helps build trust as you go. And then in, tr in the long run, that helps create, you know, return customers, customers who want to refer their friends because they, it was a clear process throughout. They feel like they know you. They feel like they can trust you. Um, because that was so expressed. All right, would you like to add in some example? Oh, sure. I guess to kind of elaborate on our collaboration piece. So at our agency, one of our core values is collaboration. So that is experienced by our clients in a live review process. So if we write a piece of content, we will have a live Zoom call where we share the screen and talk through top to bottom the piece of content that we've written. Um, and then we you know, ask for their feedback. We try to do live revisions on the call as much as we can. If there's something that we need to just take offline, like obviously we're not gonna sit there for hours and try to rewrite stuff live. Um, but it's a very collaborative process. We want their feedback. They're the subject matter experts. We are helping them articulate stuff for their audience. Um, but it's a very, you know, it's a team sport. <laughs> 
And some people don't want to work like that. Like they want to hire someone and forget about it. But the way that we work is collaborative. And so if someone does not want that, then they know that we are not the best person for their job. Um, and that helps us produce what we think is our best work by working collaboratively. Um, so the clients that are game for that are going to be our clients. So that's a little bit how we work. Awesome. And, and for example, for a life coach, like how he could um yeah show his values on his website is it something about his about page is it something about the main page like how do you think i think all of the above um i i find that when we have someone like a life coach can articulate their core values there's a few places that we're going to make sure that it exists um i think we would definitely make sure that it's in the authority um of who they are showcasing what their um you know certifications or what their unique method is even because that would be an opportunity to show what their values are um another one is the process as well like the plan section what's it like to work with you and you can weave in the values there um and then in the testimonials that you're showcasing Um, making sure that you're bringing in, you know, quotes that highlight and speak to those values being experienced by the client. Um, I think you can also showcase them in, I think the most fun way is to do it in like an FAQ section, because there's a lot of stuff that you can interject and show personality and really what you care about in those sections a little bit more. I feel like you have more elbow room in an FAQ than like the rest of your site. Um, so that's one place to sneak it in. Um, and then it can also be part of your, you know, if you're thinking about your social media or your event strategy in terms of content pillars, um, you can think about, okay, maybe one of our pillars is showcasing our core values. So you have those, you know, whether they're a case study that shows how you were your core value in a project or, um, Even how you approach something tactically could be another way in a case study. Um, so I think there's, it, it really, I hate to say it depends, but I think it just really depends on what the company is, what their industry is, and then what their specific values are. And then how can we put those all together in a way that works? Mm, so I'm curious, what do you think is the difference in exposing the values in this way between service provider when the emphasis is on one person who is giving the service mm-hmm. could be a life coach a dentist um, yeah and when you compare that to a company with like 50 or 100 or 500 people like then obviously i imagine there's some branding work done there's some kind of mm-hmm. values established on a bigger scale and then of course this question how deep those values have been researched and are they actually true but in case they are true mm-hmm. do you do you see any difference in how they are exposed in either case i think um one thing to consider is that is why it's so important to have the founders values personally separate from the company's core values um and then the company's core values are 
often ones that are more um, able to be kind of more universally accepted. Um, so I think as you have the company's core values, I would recommend that someone starts articulating those in a job description. So when you have someone apply for a new role, they're essentially like agreeing that they can at least imagine being on board with these core values. So then in an interview, for example, you can ask them what about these stands out to you or what resonates with you. And that would even help you in the hiring process and vetting, you know, a good fit employee because a lot of times someone looks perfect on paper, but then two weeks into the job, you're like, this is a really bad fit. What happened? And it, I feel like what I've seen, it always comes down to culture, which is actually a values um, discrepancy. Um, so that's where I would start. And then as you go along, that your, your, core values are permeating every level of the organization. So the managers are asking their, um, their team, like, how did you, um, how did you essentially live your core values this week? And, and what did that look like in that customer service, uh, interaction? Or how did we, um, send that email marketing campaign? And did we, did we make sure we incorporate it? You know, kind of like looking back and looking forward, but, intentionally through the lens of the core values. And I think that holistically, if an organization can do that, and if you're intentionally continually going back to the core values, um, it's like it lifts all of the ships, ships in the harbor that... Um, like everyone is being called to that like higher vision of like, yes, we're doing this thing, whatever the business is, but through the lens of the core value, it impacts the organizational health. It definitely impacts the customer experience, customer service. Um, and then it eventually that also feeds into the marketing and sales because if you have happy repeat raving fan customers like it's a flywheel that will just keep spinning yes excellent this is regarding internal communication yeah internal living out and regarding external communication would you say the tactics are the same as for like um solo business owner or there are some differences um i would say obviously the team communication probably shrinks <laughs> and the amount of time you're doing that is less um, but I think even if you're a solopreneur, you are the person selling and then fulfilling the work. Um, I think that if, if that one person continually remembers, like I have mine on my wall here, <laughs> like if I think about that for every, every sales conversation, every conversation with a contractor or whatever that is, it, it keeps the compass pointed north and it helps me stay on path that we're always moving towards the values because if I compromise those, I feel like there's so much conflict internally, but if I can head in the right direction in each of my interactions and 
even the contracts that we write, like everything goes through that lens. Um, I just think it's better, like <laughs> to sum it up. Um, it's a more peaceful experience. And I think it's a um, just clearer process. Yeah, I like how, how you said that it's a compass pointing you north. Mm-hmm. So if anyone listening would be interested to try this practice and apply it to his own business, um, how would you guide him? Where to start? I would start with what are your core values and how do you define them? And then how are those experienced by your customers? And then how is that experienced by your team? Um, and then taking those answers, then I would consider the industry, the business, all the details of their marketing and a little bit of the customer experience, although that is not like (laughs) what my day-to-day work is in, but I think it all works together. Um, so then we would figure out how to layer the core values into the marketing tactics as well as the marketing message Um, because I think there are some marketing tactics that could even be counter to your core values. Um, So I think all of that is really important to be consistent in and to be thoughtful about. How have you personally benefited from living according to your core values? Without my core values, I was very easily distracted by the latest and greatest marketing, whatever, fill in the blank, book, framework, um, YouTube video, you know, like it's easy to be distracted by all the shiny things. And I think knowing my core values and intentionally operating in those in each area of my business, it's helped me to stay the course and not be distracted and to really be confident in what is my next right step and not to have really the FOMO that comes from being distracted of thinking like, oh, if I do this, then maybe (laughs) I'll be a millionaire tomorrow. It's like, no, I'm going to stay faithful to what we're working on. I know I'm on the right path and just staying the course. That sounds grounded and wise and also it sounds like that's way more authenticity in the way you communicate and how you interact with your clients yeah it is and i think too this is a byproduct i didn't set out intentionally doing this but i think that people are attracted to that authenticity i think they want to talk to someone who is real about what they do and why they do it and i think they in a way want that for themselves and so it's it's really helped us attract some really awesome clients so i'm very thankful that we've put in the work to do this because it really has helped our business i didn't know it would but <laughs> i'm very glad awesome that's great is there a question i have not asked regarding core values um or is there some final thought you would like to communicate before we close um i think if i 
zoom out and I imagine myself listening to this a year ago, I would feel very overwhelmed and I would feel like I don't have time to do all of this. And I think what I would tell people is that you don't have to figure it all out at the same time. And that just by starting with thinking about what your core values may be and almost imagining that they're shoes that you're trying on and you're just going to walk around the block a couple times and see like, is this a core value? Like, is this something that my entire life is filtered through? And would I ever not do this? And just trying to art, trying to discover for yourself, it takes a lot of introspection. It's not like one worksheet or one afternoon <laughs> session that you can be like, yep, that's my core values, Try time to move on. But I think that's really the beauty and where the confidence comes from is that like you sit with it, you define it, you redefine it, you try it out and you talk about it to other people and then it becomes who you are. And it's a really beautiful thing that you can, um, you know, feel so confident in who you are and why you do the things you do. Um, and I think it's such a helpful helpful compass to go back to (laughs) our compass illustration exactly and by the way i encourage people to go and hire our awesome life coaches they are trained to do this they're trained to help you yeah really dig out things you can not even imagine that you are thinking about so um Mm -hmm. i highly yeah i recommend that as well uh katie uh where can people find out more about you and your work i hang out a lot on linkedin and i love linkedin friends so if you want to add me there um and then our website is murphy.marketing um yeah those are the options awesome and uh, they will be also in the show notes so please check those links and learn more about how to use your core values in your communication to attract Mm -hmm. people you actually have common values with and enjoy working for. Awesome. And Katie, (laughs) here's our uh, fun question. What has made you Mm. laugh lately? So every Sunday we go to my sister-in-law's house for dinner. We call it Sunday supper and she has three sons and I have two children and my youngest is three Jack and when we were leaving last week we asked him we asked both my daughter and son if um they had helped the boys clean up their playroom I didn't check and we were just trying to run out and I was like did you guys help them clean up their their um playroom and Jack goes no it's destroyed (laughs) so that made us laugh (laughs) love that awesome thank you (laughs) thank you katie for being a guest it's been amazing to be with you learn about core values and uh, and yeah and also i've been challenged to think hey how can i communicate core values better Mm -hmm. thank you katie for being today with us thank you so much and that's all for this episode 
We hope you enjoyed Katie's insights on how to showcase your core values in your content to attract like-minded clients. Check out show notes for this episode to find links to Murphy Marketing site and subscribe to their newsletter for more thoughts on standing out in a good way. In the next episode, Annie Schiffman, the author of the book Simple Social Media, will share techniques to help you overcome social media burnout and manage your social channels effectively. Here's a clip from the upcoming interview. Subscribe not to miss. So if you are creating content and putting it out there and no one is commenting and no one is sharing or no one is responding, you're going to lose steam pretty quickly. So what I like to do is have less posts going out, especially at first, right? Like if you think about going to the gym, if you think that you're going to go to the gym five days a week and you haven't been going to the gym regularly, that's a huge commitment. That's a big shift that needs to happen. And I find that putting out content on social media is the exact same way, right? That you need to build up to that. So with our clients at Downstage Media, we will start by posting once a week, and then a couple of weeks later, we will post twice a week, and then a couple of weeks later, we will post three times a week. So by the end of the initial onboarding process, we're posting four to five times a week on that client's behalf or for their company, but we built up to that. So I think that's one way is don't feel like you're going to all of a sudden post four to five times a week. You don't have that built into your workflow. Social media can be really hard and really tiring. And I'm so excited about this upcoming interview because it did already inspire me to do some changes and try some new strategies. And I'm sure it will inspire also you. So subscribe not to miss and see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the StoryClicks podcast where we explore ways to grow business, develop creativity and live life better.